Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 1 Chronicles chapter 22, where we see the preparations for the temple being laid down. In verse 2 we see David gave orders to assemble the foreigners residing in Israel, and he appointed them as various workers to prepare the building for the house of the Lord. David is symbolic of Jesus. He serves as a shadow of Jesus. Similarly, here in these verses, we see a shadow that points to the future church that is the body of Christ. If you remember, Moses was given directions by the Lord to build the tabernacle, so all of Israel came together to build the tabernacle. However, if you see the temple being built by David, we see him giving orders to the foreigners, the aliens living among Israel. So what does this signify and what is it symbolic of? If you see in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 onwards we see, consequently you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple of the lord and in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which god lives by his spirit So Paul was writing to the Jews and the Gentiles he was telling them Christ has reconciled you both you are no longer Gentiles the uncircumcised and the Jews who are circumcised but now in Christ Jesus you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ he came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. So that is what this verse in 1 Chronicles chapter 22 verse 2 is symbolic of. We are no longer two different people, the Jews and the Gentiles, but rather one people of God. In verse 3 if you see, David provided a large amount of iron to make nails for the doors of the gateways and for the fittings. So If you remember in chapter 18 we saw all the nations being conquered by David and we saw the Philistines and how the Philistines were masters in using iron and since David was able to subdue them he was able to procure all the iron that is necessary for the house of the Lord so what does it teach us it teaches us a important principle When we fight against a spiritual enemy, we gain valuable things which we can use to build the temple of the Lord. So what is the temple of the Lord? Our body. Paul says, "We are the temple of the Lord." In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 16 and 17 we read, "Do you not know that you are a temple of God and the spirit of God dwells in you?" If any man destroys the temple of God God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy and that is what you are In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 15 to 20 we read Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 You also as living stones are being built up 
as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So as we read in verse 5, David's vision for this temple was exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all the countries. Jesus had the very same vision as well. He says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, "Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven." Since we are the temple, we are to shine as lights in front of other men of the world so that they will see our good deeds, our good actions, our good words and give glory to the Father in heaven. We read in verse 5 so David made extensive preparations before his death in a similar manner Jesus made extensive preparations for the body of Christ before his death verse 6 we read he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord the God of Israel so it was not just a idea or a suggestion that David gave to Solomon It was a charge, a sacred command for Solomon to fulfill. So David tells Solomon, The word of the Lord came to me saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days he shall build a house for my name so here is the reason which is recorded as to why David couldn't build the temple this was not recorded previously either in 2 Samuel or 1 Kings God wanted it to be built in the time of Solomon and not David because God wanted it to be built from the victory that david obtained and after the victory that david obtained not during the time of struggle towards victory jesus in a like manner he did not go about planting churches in all the towns that he went to in fact he chose only 12 as his disciples and then he charged them to go and preach the gospel to all the nations of the world and to make disciples of all Jesus won the victory on the cross and from that victory and after the victory were those disciples sent out after being anointed by the holy spirit to build the body of Christ and bring in many disciples in the name of Jesus Christ in verses 11 to 13 David gives some exhortations to Solomon to stay faithful to God and to his word he says may the lord be with you and may you prosper and build the house of the lord your god this once again was to be the primary mission and vision of solomon's life and in fact it ended up being the greatest accomplishment of solomon's life david also exhorted him to keep the law of the lord your god david knew that Solomon could only be strong and courageous if he was obediently in fellowship with the Lord God of Israel and as much as Solomon obeyed and trusted in the Lord he would prosper 
David was in fact remembering the promise that was given to him in 1 Kings chapter 2 verse 4 If your sons take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel What a great and glorious promise this is No matter how great the nations of the world become or how sophisticated their armies were or however mightier they had become they would be no match for the throne of Israel as long as the rulers had a obedient and a faithful fellowship with the Lord God of Israel In verses 14 to 16 we see David saying I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord David did not take this work lightly he took it upon himself with all diligence and collected everything that was necessary for building the house of the Lord in a very similar manner Jesus did not take his work of coming down to earth to obtain salvation lightly but rather we see Jesus taking it very seriously from the prayer that he prayed in Gethsemane In Matthew chapter 26 verse 36 to 46 we read about it he went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane and he said to them my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death stay here and keep watch with me and going a little farther he fell with his face to the ground and prayed my father if it is possible may this cup be taken from me yet not as i will but as you will you see jesus was overwhelmed and pained to the point of death and he even he cried from a human point of view if possible may this cup be taken from me it was unbearable the pain of the whole world the sins of the whole world was weighing on his shoulders and it was unbearable he was 100% human at that point of time though jesus is god he came down to earth being 100% human and 100% god jesus christ had to suffer before entering his glory as we read in luke chapter 24 verse 26 this is actually the time of lent and during this time we will be reading about and hearing about all the sufferings of jesus and this suffering he underwent to give us the way of salvation and moreover to build us as the body of Christ so that we may be the temple of the Lord shining with our lights bright for all the nations of the world so that they may know Jesus and coming back we read David told Solomon about the amount of gold and silver and bronze and iron that he had amassed and timber and stone as well and he says and you may add to them What does this signify adding to them after Jesus sent out the disciples with the anointing of the Holy Spirit to establish his body the temple of Christ on earth we see eight times in acts alone how God added to the numbers how the believers were added to the body of Christ in acts 2:47 5:14:61:67:9:31:11:21:11:24 and 16:5 we read the churches were being strengthened in the faith and were increasing in number daily 
So it is symbolic of the fact that we need to be adding up to the church that is the body of Christ daily. Are we such a kind of believer who adds up? Let's ponder over it. David tells Solomon, Arise and begin working and the Lord be with you. David made all the preparations but everything would be in vain if Solomon did not begin working. Likewise, Jesus has accomplished everything on the cross but then it would all be in vain if we as the believers do not begin working. In verses 17 to 19, David commands the leaders of Israel to help Solomon his son. Notice an important sentence there. He tells them, "Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God." Sometimes what happens is when we work for the Lord diligently, our focus tends to move away from Jesus and down to the work that we are doing. David's word reminds us to set our hearts and our souls to seek the Lord our God even through everything that we are working. Our work for the Lord should not become an hindrance to set our hearts and our souls to seek the Lord our God every single day. May God bless these words. Amen.